Welcome to Minding Your Business podcast hosted by Shubham Bell. Minding Your Business podcast is a series of candid episodes that take you through the lived experiences of different people in business and beyond through casual conversations. It throws light on the speaker's stories and seeks to address the underlying issue of mental health and destigmatize it. Through this podcast, we hope to encourage our listeners to reach out for help and take better care of their own well-being. A bit of the adult talk a bit of humor and hopefully a lot of learning for everyone please be aware that we will be talking about mental illness and the episode may include discussions related to imposter syndrome burnout and failure eating disorder low self esteem and low self confidence panic attacks and more if you find the content distressing please be kind to yourself take a break if you need to and if you need support please reach out to professional help in the university or outside links to which are given in the podcast description and in case of urgent support call lifeline 24/7 on 13114 now without much ado let's move on to the next episode we hope you enjoy it hello everyone and welcome back to minding your business podcast I'm your host Shubham Bed and in this episode we have with us an old friend and colleague who through his work has created a huge impact in the UNSW student community. However, his story has not been short of challenges. From being a high achiever to facing failure and getting back up, burnouts and dealing with mental health problems, he has done it all. Let me introduce you to Madhav. Madhav Raman has an undergraduate degree in medicine. and completed a dual masters degree in public health and health management extension at the school of population health unsw during his time at unsw he served as a coastwork officer on the unsw postgraduate course he was a student representative on the academic board and greatly involved in the health promotions unit and now works with them as a health promotions officer bringing in extensive student engagement welcome to the podcast madhav Thank you, Shubham, for uh, hosting me, and uh, thank you for the kind introduction. It's lovely to be here. Absolutely. How does it feel coming back to university and talking to students like this? You've always been involved with students, and uh, well, yes. te- <laughs> well, technically, I haven't left university so uh, yet. Uh, I've moved from from a student to uh, being an employee of the university, which is great. So, yeah. I, I'm I'm happy that I've gotten past those assignment deadlines and putting in those uh, many hours of work and reading and quizzes and yeah, just <laughs> student life in general. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it's it's been good. It's been good to well, be back. Well, some of us are still struggling with those quizzes and exams. Hopefully, Absolutely. we should pass it. Absolutely, it's a part parcel of it. Absolutely, gotta enjoy it. Absolutely, and. Uh, yeah students just need to put in their work and soon or later it's you know there's light at the end of the tunnel and like you said in the introduction i've uh, i've been through some ups and downs uh, and yeah life life's full of uh, challenges and failures and successes and i guess that's why i'm here today to you know talk about my life and uh, what my experience has been and share that with uh, all the listeners who are listening today Absolutely, Madhu. So let's start with the story. How did it begin? What happened, and what was it that you went through? So, 
I'm, my story is pretty interesting. Uh, firstly, I'll just give a brief background about myself. I'm, I'm originally Indian. I was born in the south of India, but I grew up in Kenya. So I'd like to say that I'm a son of two soils. And uh, yeah, for those wondering, and I do have a lion named Simba and a friend named Rafiki. So that's just a Lion King joke, if <laughs> <laughs> if you understood. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, life's been pretty good uh, since childhood. Everything kind of came naturally to me in terms of you know uh, doing well at school, in studies, in extracurricular, and I've always been very high achieving uh, when it came to. Uh, whatever I did, you know, either be it uh, studying or being it extracurricular activities, uh, you know, I, I swam uh, uh, swam professionally for a period of time. I played multiple sports from hockey to tennis to basketball and played on multiple uh, school teams as well. And at that point in time, I've never I never had the opportunity to practice uh, resiliency because you've never tasted failure because as a kid when 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 you're going out there to, to to you know playing games or either you're studying you really don't understand or comprehend what failure is all about and ever since a child i wanted to become a doctor so and this stemmed from watching uh, er which is used to be an old tv show with uh, george clooney uh, and i always aspired i want to become like george not, not the you know the elderly gentleman who found love at the age of like sixty, but just the doctor who cared and who treated the sick. So I ended up doing uh, after high school. I ended up doing medicine, uh, completing medicine. Uh, I had to maintain a seventy percent pass rate through medical school, uh, which was pretty tough. Although I did study in the Seychelles. Uh, you may be wondering, oh, you know, Seychelles, beautiful island nation with pristine beaches and you can go out and swim all which I did but when you have to maintain a 70% pass rate it can get a bit stressful as well uh, things went well I completed med school and graduated and I decided okay I want to I want to go and give my licensing exam so to practice as a doctor you need to uh, be licensed uh, uh, in any country that you'd like to practice so initially my first goal was going to the US to do my licensing exams and completing the US medical licensing exams, which did work out. And that was that was the start of where my life kind of changed. Um, having felt my first point of, you know, for, uh, I, you know, I failed. And uh, at that point in time, I decided, okay, let me go look towards India and, you know, I want to get into the Indian medical system. So I attempted the Indian medical licensing exam. And uh, that's where all, where my life kind of went haywire because I had a lot of challenges that I had to face. And it's, uh, it's an interesting story because I, when I went to India, I, I got, uh, I had a place of my own. I had, a, you know, I had three meals a day. I had a nice motorbike mm. to take me around. I was, in the, I was living a very privileged and uh, comfortable lifestyle. So, uh, Manta, when you say that, uh, like you, when you went back to India, you had everything. It was a very comfortable lifestyle that you were in. 
at the yes. moment. So where did the challenges come in that you had to face? I think the, the challenges came in because uh, I gave the Indian medical exam, which is the foreign medical graduate exam. It's called FMG. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, the first attempt, uh, I met I met this boy called uh, Rakesh, who, came, who later became a friend. And uh, we met outside the test center and he came up to me and he said, uh, is this your first time? I said, and I thought to myself, uh, yes, it's the first time and it's going to be my last. And uh, he went on to mention uh, that, you know, this is his sixth attempt. And in my head, I could tell, I was telling myself, you know what, I'm going to pass this exam. I'm going to clear it. I'm not going to be like Rakesh here, who I just met. And uh, yeah, well, that that did not happen. <laughs> but that feeling came naturally to you, right? Like, because you had always been a high achiever. Yeah. That. So you, the, in your mind was like, it's pretty easy. I go there, clear it, and I go ahead in the next step. So absolutely right. And that's that's the interesting thing, right? Because I've never tasted that failure or never felt uh, helpless uh, at any point in my life that when someone comes up to you and says, oh, this is my sixth attempt. And then, you know, you're confidently, I was confident enough to say, you know, that's not me. But <laughs> that necessarily wasn't the case because <laughs> let me tell you, Shubha, I, uh, I gave the exam six times. And uh, so you did, uh, you did become Rakesh. Well, yeah, eventually I did, but eventually, yeah, yeah, eventually yeah, I did, I did follow in Rakesh's footsteps, but uh, there was a difference because from what Rakesh di- uh, did and what I was doing, uh, we were two different people because mm. every time I gave the exam, I'd bump into Rakesh. So it'll be like a mini reunion. So, you know, uh, the exam happens twice a year, June and December. Hmm. and the second time I met Rakesh he's like oh hey brother how are you doing I'm like I'm doing great he's like oh I have some good news I got engaged I'm like okay great the following time I met him he's like oh I got married I'm like congratulations the next time I met him he's like I'm gonna you know we're pregnant I said oh that's fantastic news (laughs) and the last time uh, I bumped into Rakesh he mentioned to me again at the exam center who was like oh by the way you know I just had a baby boy and looking back, my life was totally different because I was stuck in a rut. Whereas I was Rakesh, just about to ask you that, like you, you were like Rakesh. You, you said that Rakesh kept on moving ahead. Like even when he was giving the exam, he got married or he got engaged, and like uh, he had a baby even. So, like I was just about to ask you that: Did you feel stuck or like your life wasn't moving ahead? What changed that? Like how did you change that, or how did you deal with it? Like, did you burn out in the process and like trying to figure out that this is exactly what I want to do and that uh, probably the George Clooney that I want to become, uh, this is the only end goal for me and I have to do it anyhow. And in that process, did you feel that you were wearing out somewhere? Absolutely, I, I was. And I was definitely stuck in a position where nothing was clicking because here I was, someone who's been... Who, who killed it at primary school. Mm. I was head boy. I was, you know, uh, doing well in sports. I was, I was a model student. Everything was going great. And then suddenly I'm in a position where this one true goal that I want to achieve was to become a doctor and to practice is, is not moving forward because every time I felt like I was putting in the effort, 
and nothing was clicking felt you know made me more helpless in that sense of made me more uncomfortable as to judging you know the way i i look at things or the way i'm addressing uh, my situation and also not understanding those emotions because coming to th- coming to talk about mental health at that point in time uh, coming from a culture you know being coming from an indian culture and also growing up in kenya and part of the british system we were never introduced to what mental health is we were never told about uh you know you need to understand one's own feelings because you are just in that sort of zone that you continue doing what you want to do and this was the first time i understood okay i was in a very uncomfortable spot in my life and it was difficult because nothing was looking you know nothing was working out in terms of uh the next step because only until i cleared the exam only until i can clear the exam that you know my life could start so i was in that position where i did feel a bit helpless and and to answer your question as well you you asked um how did i come out of it i guess it was my personality as such is i'm a very happy go lucky sort of person i'm 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 what you call a delusional optimist you know mm. i'm completely uh if if something really bad happens i'll i'll be the first person to put my hand up and say no it's you know that's not going to happen don't worry it's all it's going to be all right and it's Correct. funny it's funny because i was put in this position and i'm like i don't know what i'm going to be doing next and i'm in a state of confusion as well and and also burnout in the sense that all the effort uh, that i put in nothing was you know bearing fruit so you did i did feel a bit burnt out and uh, i did feel you know uh, that you know dejected depressed at that particular point in time and it was it was very difficult to handle uh, that situation uh, but like, were you able to express it to someone uh, mother at that point of time it is difficult to sometimes gather that courage to talk to people about it so were you able to talk to someone about this absolutely absolutely and i totally agree with you you know uh, at that point at that point i didn't speak to my family in terms of because we never spoke about my feelings hmm. you know we we never spoke about mental health we never spoke about oh i'm feeling like this today i'm feeling like that it was always you know don't worry you you know put in more effort that sort of thing if you if you fall down you know you pick up your socks and then you go back at it again and that's the sort mm. of that's the sort of mentality that we have grown up with and you being coming from india can all uh, can also relate that this is what like the culture is you know ingrained in us from a young age we just sweep everything under the carpet so at that point in time i never spoke about my you know the way i felt uh, to any of my friends or family but i could i was getting questions from my friends especially asking me it's like mother why are you okay what's happening you know mm-hmm. and asking asking the tough questions as well and eventually the family did step in towards the end in terms of they're like you need you definitely need to reevaluate what you're going to do because something is not working and you're continuously mm-hmm. you know being in this position and what i found out is the truth is a hard pill to swallow like when you're confronted with you know you've been told it's not working out you need to 
really understand uh, what you're doing and you really need to get out of that situation. But then you're in that situation where you feel, okay, I'm, you're comfortable, but at the same time you feel uh, nothing's happening. So you're in that sweet spot of, yeah, I'll do it the next time. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll crack the exam the next time. But at the same time, I'm comfortable in, because my surroundings were made comfortable. The way I lived was made comfortable. Financially, mm -hmm. I was comfortable. So although internally I was battling all these uh, mental emotions and stresses and anxieties and fears and things like that, but externally, although my life was comfortable, so I was always battling that, you know, it was, it was like a balancing act. And yeah, it, 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 it was a very funny period, uh, I guess. And that's when, like, you know, you, I really needed a shock out of the system in terms of my family stepped in as, absolutely. you know, yeah. as you know, your business is not being coming from a brown Indian family, especially a South <laughs> Indian family. Uh, your business is not your business. It's the family's business. And, you know, when they say, hey, you need to take, take a step back and reevaluate what you're going to do. And uh, that's what kind of, uh, brought me here to Australia and to UNSW and yeah. It is a good thing definitely that you had a very supportive family in that essence because uh, probably had they not told you or uh, not come up to you and said that uh, Madhav, just take a step back and see what do you want to do in the future? Is this really what you want to continue with or not? Uh, probably you might not have taken the step and like... Uh, back you might have been in that uh, position for a longer time than this absolutely and i agree with you on that point because i don't know whether it was i was scared to you know step up and say i need help because hmm. it boils down it comes down to that doesn't it because we don't want to we don't want to feel vulnerable around absolutely. around the people uh, to the people who care about us and we want to put up this face that you know we're we're super everything human. is all right and everything's going good and that that external facade everything looks chill and uh, mm. you know mother's doing okay he's mentally uh, stable and everything's fine but internally you know there were a lot of challenges because i was in a constant state of confusion and dejection and emotion and anxiety and uh, it's really it's really important to acknowledge especially retro looking back is maybe like you said if i did reach out for help at that point in time and say, hey, listen, I'm not in a good place. Uh, hmm. I need some support. I need some guidance. I need some advice. What do you think I should do? Maybe I could have saved a couple of years, you know, <laughs> and uh, changed my path or uh, moved on uh, from that point in my life much earlier. So, uh, yeah, it is. But it it's is never too late. Point. Like, like uh, we learned from your story that it's never too late to uh, reach out for help. It's always... Uh, in your in your best interest to do that yeah yeah it is it is and a lot of a lot of people do feel you know if they are i think that's the biggest step that any person has to take especially if you are uh, faced with uh, if any mental health challenges that that's the first big step that you have to take and it can be uh, it can feel uh, very overwhelming but I'm just here to remind the person that if you do need help, you just have to step out and say, hey, I need help to your friend or to your family member or to anyone who is there to offer you some sort of support and say, because it's okay not to be fine. It's okay not to be okay. And 
you know that doesn't make you any less hmm. but it it uh, you that acceptance and that openness that you share with and being vulnerable with others is something that you learn from and let me tell you shubham that i didn't know much of this you know as well until i came here and this is all this is all that i've reflected on in terms of because once i came to australia i was exposed to what mental health is all about i was exposed to you know uh, getting in touch with my feelings and the, the the whole education system kind of helped me with that as well when you know when 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 you get into class and you're told okay critically and analyze this paper what is your opinion on this particular mm -hmm. subject we never had that sort of education system back in kenya or or you know india as well and also through med school because that's totally different and here you come into a place uh, into a country where everything's totally different and there's importance uh, you know to talk about mental health there's that opportunity to you know there's people who are trying to uh, destigmatize uh, the conversations around mental health and that's where i had an opportunity to really understand what i actually went through Hmm. but also educating myself and you know doing the mental health first aid first aid of course as well so it 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 really helped change uh, the way i look at things and the way i also reflect on my own life as well and uh, yeah that's how i got back into the groove uh, at university here and as you're doing everything that you wanted to do earlier well <laughs> not everything but i did i i, I came in from a very sort of different situation when i came in in mm. Feb february 2019 because i did i wanted to pursue medicine and that wasn't happening so i had to take a diversion and say okay i'm going to do public health because that's slightly related and australia has one of the best public health systems in the world and mm. i took i took that opportunity and it was just like a flip of a switch because i'm my parents who supported me throughout uh, the university life here as well are spending a lot of money and have put a lot of faith in me and since com coming here uh, i i chose not to be you know look at the past and say okay uh, i'm dejected and nothing's going to work out and this move is not mm -hmm. correct for me but i just accepted it and i said okay you know i've been given this opportunity and i should make the most out of it and that's why i start jumped into like leadership programs got into student politics uh did an internship with the health promotion unit which eventually landed me my first uh first job in my life mm. and which is which is great because it gave me an opportunity to get back in touch with who i was the mother from you know the primary school and the primary school, school the high school mother of yeah yeah because i didn't worry about uh losing it all again right because i just focused on the present and i said you know i have this opportunity here and i'm going to give it 110% and i'm not going to worry about the, the the result because i'm just putting in the effort and that's what kind of drives me now it's it's not about oh i'm going to get this at the end if i do a b and c i'm going to get x y and z no that's not the case i'm going to do a b and c to the mm -hmm. best of my ability and whatever the outcome is if it's positive or negative i'm going to take it in my stride because you don't have control over that but that's what 
my life has kind of come to like you you understand i understand myself better i've gone back to that old mother who's you know excelled during his school days and yeah it's it's and it's you're been... doing really well uh, madhav at least i would definitely say that you're doing really well from what i worked with you and uh, things like i've seen you work really hard for whatever you're doing and it is important that we all realize that uh, at some point we are going to fail and it is all right to fail i wouldn't say that i haven't uh, gone through things like that i have myself and i know it feels really bad when you want something and it doesn't you don't get it right, right. you've worked really really hard for it and you don't get it you feel dejected you feel demotivated and what i think is that life goes on and in the process when you are working so hard you often burn out without thinking that uh, what is this doing to me you burn so much of the midnight oil that the midnight oil starts burning you absolutely and you you're right because it it does take a turn a toll on your body and whatever you feel mentally will have a physical effect as well right and you might not especially with with that student life i know students are a bit more under pressure and under the pump because you have to do well and you want to you know make make the time you have at university count especially international students coming from other countries as well as domestic students as well you know and one for that matter yeah and and that can definitely take a toll on you know the way you work the way you interact as a person and the challenges you face does definitely take a toll and you do burn out but it's always important to you know take care of yourself in terms of how you keep your mental health in check or how i keep my mental health in check and what absolutely me- madhav and so what mechanisms note, i have mm-hmm. on that note madhav um on the day to day basis what do you do to take care of your mental health and if you had to give one advice to your younger self or uh, to students like us since you've been through a journey of failure and burnouts what would it be i would say uh so there were two questions uh, that you asked yes uh what do i do i i am deeply spiritual so i mm-hmm. i spend i spend some time uh, in the morning doing some meditation uh doing some doing my prayers uh just getting in touch with my thoughts uh, that's how my day usually starts and i spend about half an hour uh in the morning doing that and it just gives me the the opportunity to really just be present and uh, you know not be distracted by my phone or mm. uh, you know the things around me it's just you know focusing on if it's meditation it's focusing on my breath uh if it's my prayers just focusing on you know the so it allows you to do what you want to do for yourself yeah absolutely and it provides me an opportunity to calm the mind before mm. you start the day right because your mind is continuously racing and it's your thoughts are right. consistently going and churning and you'll have for for a second you for a second now you'll think of one thought and then some other thought will pop up and then consistently it's like it's like the the mouse no, in a wheel true. cage it's so true you know it's like a mouse in a wheel cage and you you consistently running so having that opportunity having that half an hour 45 minutes in the morning really helps before you dive into uh, a typical day of work 
and that's something that I do. The other thing is I try and try and get exercise in the evening. Uh, I, I use I love swimming. Uh, currently, I don't live near a swimming pool, but and, uh, <laughs> as we're we're reopening Sydney and COVID restrictions are easing and we've come out of lockdown, I've been looking to, you know, maybe getting back into swimming. Uh, Absolutely, you should try the aquatic gym. A couple of days a week, so I'm I'm planning to get into that. If not, just taking a walk, uh, getting a fresh breath of air, uh, trying to get away from you know technology as well. Uh, getting away from the phone, although we all live an online sort of life now, uh, because that is the way the world is now, but trying to get away uh, from technology wherever possible and, you know, connecting with yourself. If the second question, uh, if I had to tell my younger self. Or even or, students like us, like you've been through a lot, mother, like that entire journey of uh, the process like that burnt you out and the failure that you went through it did teach you a lot and i'm pretty sure whoever is listening to this is has a lot to take from it but if you had to give one advice to people like us or who are still in the university or just getting into university or getting into the workforce what right. would it be so i can only speak from my journey and you know that's mm something to tie in well with uh, you all heard about who Rakesh was my friend from my exam days but you know I always felt sorry that uh, Rakesh put his life on hold uh, but that was never the case right so he still continued to live life irrespective of the situation or the outcome and whereas I was on the other end stuck in you know in this in what felt like a very deep hole that I could not get out of but one thing I realized was that life brings you situations and never problems. You know, that's, 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 that's a fact. And if you have cultivated that quality of, you know, fortitude and perseverance, and you align yourself to a higher goal, then no challenge is too difficult to overcome. As long as you can, you know, endure the discomfort. So, different situations will always you will always come across different situations in life whatever you're doing if you're a student you're getting into the workforce or you know you're you're a working adult or a you know corporate person hmm. you will always have challenges and you will always have situations but that you need to overcome but it's important to align yourself to a higher goal and say, okay, this is, you know, this is what I, this is my ideal. This is my goal that I want to achieve. And I'm willing to go through the discomfort that, you know, that this is putting me under, but don't endure the suffering. That's really important for okay. selfish reasons. So that's, you know, for, 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 in my case, I endured the suffering for selfish reasons because I said, no, I'm going to do it the next time. So don't be like me. That's one thing I can tell you is don't endure the suffering for selfish reasons. If you're willing to endure the discomfort and you're willing to be, you know, persevere, good things will always come uh, for those who put in the effort. And yeah, that's, that's, that's my kind of advice to... Like realizing when to take the exit and moving on. And uh, Absolutely. Like like you said, like it's one of the most difficult thing to do from your story as we see. Right. But at some point, we all have to take that leap and move right. forward. Right. And you know, there's, there's this quote I really resonate with by Earl Nightingale, who used to be this uh, 
famous radio person in the US in the 50s or the 60s. And I've also got it put up on my in my room. Uh, I've stuck it as a poster on my room. And it says, never give up on a dream just because of the time it will take to accomplish it. The time will pass anyway. So that's 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 how life Definitely. is. Right? That's really, really well said, Madhav. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. I know it takes immense courage and to be vulnerable in front of so many people who might be listening to this. And uh, I really applaud your courage for that as well. Thank you very much for today. Thank you, Shubham, for having me. And yeah, thank you for an opportunity to share my story. And to all those listeners out there, uh, you know, just keep your mental health in check. If you ever feel uh, you need any support, please do reach out and uh, to friends, family, or any of the internal support services at UNSW or externally as well. Uh, there's always, you know, someone to provide some support. Thanks. Definitely.